This is Actor Self Coach, the actor's resource for emotional well-being. This is your phenomenal life. Know this, there's nothing you can't do. There is no problem you can't solve if you learn to manage your mind. So let's go. So it's a gorgeous day here in Hell's Kitchen and I had such a lovely morning. I was honored to be involved in the welcoming of little Amal, who is a Syrian refugee immigrant and she is a wonderfully created puppet who is traversing New York City for the next few weeks to open the hearts and minds of Americans and those who are visiting us here about how we can welcome others. And then I get back to the apartment and they're filming on my street. So already an amazing actor morning for me. And I hope you have something going on in your week and your day that just energizes you in that way. It's so wonderful to keep refueling ourselves, uh, regardless of what work lane we're in. And I wish that for all of you. So back to 007. It just seemed to write itself that uh, Bond, James Bond, is an image in most of our contemporary minds. Whether you like or even watch the movies and the series of let's say so far, men who have played him. He represents uh, sexuality, elegance, action. And he is a British character, heavily identified with the UK, I think, part of their cultural branding. And as I record this, we're in the after days of Queen Elizabeth II's passing. After 70 years, 70 years on the throne. And with the reflections that may come with a world-recognized figure's life, uh, the breadth of who she knew and what she saw and what she lived through, and her life has given more than a few actors some work on stage and screen. I found myself also thinking about the other Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth I, and she died in 1603 after 45 years on the throne. So amazing longevity for both of them. And there exists historical documentation that she made a request to see Midsummer Night's Dream not long before she died. So, you know, we've romanticized the relationship between Queen Elizabeth I and the Bard. There has seemed a I don't know, a hunger to make them friends or associates or at least lovers of the theater. And there is strong historical evidence they shared more than just this period of time. It, it seems to please us, though, to think that they were engaged together in the literacy of the world and culture. We, we find that satisfying. But mostly historians, at least the ones I have read, largely agree that they did it separately. When Queen Elizabeth was young, the uh, Folger Library folks say she gave her family gifts of prayers and poems that she'd translated, and she'd studied several languages. And she decorated the gift books with embroidery. So obviously she's literary, she appreciated words and beauty, the arts. And she did patronize the 
Bard's company. She was a patron. They were rebranded the Lord Chamberlain's men in her reign and then further renamed and rebranded, if you will, when King James became ruler. And when Shakespeare was born, Queen Elizabeth, she'd been queen for about five years. So it seems likely he was influenced by her, by her work in the country before she was even aware of this writer and his genius observations of the human condition. So we know she saw Merry Wives and Love's Labors Lost, and much of what else we may think about their relationship is conjecture. Now, in the episode notes for this podcast, I'm going to link to a blog about his wife, Anne Hathaway. Um, I have some thoughts for sure about that relationship as developed through time. But historians can continue to develop and disagree on the Shakespeare-Elizabeth relationship, but only they, only those two humans, knew what it was. And only we know who we are in the truest sense. So maybe someday some historian will be writing about you, and it may or may not have any bearing on who you actually are. That would be their branding of you, their image of you. We owe ourselves the time to decide for ourselves, what we want to be known for and as. And we need to develop that sense of self both as an actor and as the human you are evolving to be because this whole journey is a process. And why not make it rewarding and fun and exciting, turning into what we want to be, whom we want to be. So we have these old, some archaic ideas of self-image, um, Dress for success, dress for the job you want, fake it till you make it. And I think most of us, we get why they were useful concepts. But instead of playing a role, something we do all the time, let's think about a more centered approach. Just being who you want to be already, being what you want to be today, right now. So you might think, how would I treat this audition if I was already and then fill in the blank of what you believe you want to be, who you want to be. How would I handle my money? Would I take this job? How would I feel about that comment someone made about me? So many times, because our primitive brain uh, leaps up into the void and thinks the worst and, and uses past evidence for everything we want now. And what we have to try to work toward is wanting based on what we're about to do because that means everything's available virtually everything you want to do is still available so much is there if you wanted to limit yourself you could certainly create a checklist of things you'll never be i'll never be an olympic gymnast i'll never be you know all of those things we certainly could fill those out but instead of doing that let's think about the thousands of things you can be you can do how would I treat this audition if I was already that, him, her, them? How would I handle my money? How would I feel about those comments? Would I want this job? Would this serve me? So for the purpose of coaching ourselves, let's take our image of ourselves as something separate from branding. So we're not talking about the elevator pitch for our work or our humanness. It is rather the bedrock of who we are, our home base. So branding is marketing and can be vital, especially if a big part of who you are is an influencer. But before you brand yourself or work on that further, 
or even reevaluate your branding, your looks or skills or your demographic may have changed, start with your image of yourself to yourself. Your self-image. And if you don't know where to start, you can always start with three words. So much of life is about threes, right? So what are the words that define you to you? So humor, intelligence, smarts, revolutionary, compassionate, honest, gritty, forward-thinking, aggressive, assertive, vulnerable, musical, earthy, seeking, athletic. Just the list is as big as your imagination. Communicator, emotional, driven, healer, chameleon, artist, calm, charismatic, present, magnetic, probing, electric. So how do you decide? You just start writing the words you apply to yourself. Just write them down. And then go back and circle the ones that right now, today, in this moment, are aspirational. You don't quite feel that yet. You're trying. Not there yet. And what is left is how you define yourself right now, in this moment. So pick any from the list, but just be aware of what you feel now and what you feel like. That's who I want to be. That's what I want to feel like. I want to encourage you to take the integrity you have as a human into the integrity of your work. Define who you are as an actor, and it will likely intersect with who you are as a human, and that will make decisions about your career so much cleaner. Truly. This clarity is everything. Stop asking other people what you should do in your career. Stop it. Decide who you are becoming and step into that. Now, as you develop the muscles of your mind, harness that power to work on your behalf, start to have your own back more and more, you'll find you experience a lot less regret. You are more generous with yourself, and that spills out into your thoughts about others. Like, for example, if your three words are earthy, curious, honorable, when you don't know what to do or how to do something, just refer to that. So what would I do from a place of curiosity, from a place of honor, or even earthiness? And you'd be amazed at what would come up. If who you want to be has a label, like Broadway star, series regular, Oscar winner, and I'm doing the little finger quotes, that's great. If you feel good about getting there, Because remember, you won't feel more positive emotions when you get there. You will have about the same. Remember this, the positives will be different, and so will the negatives. And you can certainly use that as your image of yourself if it serves you. How would a Broadway star handle this? How would I think differently? But you can also choose exceptional actor, compassionate artist, revolutionary talent. Now come up with your own description of you and write it down. If you journal or if you use index cards, which I love, or have any way to write it down, write it down and read it. Read it before auditions. Read it before a job that you're struggling with. Read it when you're looking for work. It seems so simple, but having these words circling in your brain helps to cement the belief that you are that. You are all that. Because a belief is simply a thought or a series of thoughts you keep thinking. 
They are on rotation in your mind, gaining strength by habitual thinking. Imagine if every time you had doubt about your actor life, you thought, I'm a revolutionary talent. You find the words that energize you. Eventually, you don't need to repeat them to yourself. You just know that they're there in the truth of you. I am. I am. In this moment, I am. If you have a decision, a dilemma, something that's just eating away at you with regard to acting or any part of your career, try this strategy. What would I, as a revolutionary talent, do here and see what comes up? Remind yourself that you are that. You can make the decision, find the thoughts that create the feelings that serve that image. This is a very centered approach to feeling secure in this fraught world. And there are small steps, simple ones we can take every day to get there. So when people ask you what you do and you reply, possibly, I'm an actor, how does that feel? Do you then feel pressed to tell them your biggest credit? Do you want them to know about your accolades? Do you feel proud, vulnerable, exposed, braggy? And as a follow-up, when people say to you, what would I have seen you in? What have you done? How do you feel when you answer that, when you contemplate answering that? So we can learn a lot about our self-image when we take a moment to consider those answers. So my personal journey with this, I used to say, oh, oh, you wouldn't have seen me. I do mostly theater or I do mostly Shakespeare. And then I started to say, "Um, I'm an actor. And they would say, what kind? And I would say, the good kind. Just because I personally found that funny. No matter what they thought of me, so... If we revisit the Bond, James Bond idea, perhaps his internal words, a plausible self-image, would be dedicated, courageous, intellectual. Of course, we don't know, and I haven't played him, so, but let's say they're dedicated, courageous, intellectual. But we, the consumers of that content, of that media juggernaut, we saw him, many of us did, as sexual, elegant, action, heroic, his branding. So if you were playing the role, the director might want to see the branded agent, but the actor part of you might be starting with, what does a dedicated agent do in this moment? How does an intellectual deal with this villain? How can I have courage here? Because that could have been the self-image. And in the knowing of that internally, it would be easier to create what that director probably wants, which is that sexual elegance, that heroic action. As actors, we sometimes have to, well, most of the time, have to sell ourselves. (laughs) So this product, and many of us are uncomfortable in that space, but it tends to be a part of this business. So it can be on your positive side or your negative side of that platter of emotions, but it's there, right? And it, it, can, it can vacillate to either side. Some of us are so exquisite at selling ourselves and that those who have that capability are perceived more as a personality sometimes than an actor. Very, very busy being very, very successful, which is fun. If that's who they are, perhaps you are or want to be. 
But no one needs to know how you see yourself. This is your work for you. You need to see yourself. So when life is hard for you, you have the strength of that. Branding is creating how you want to be seen, how you decide to position yourself in the marketplace. You've probably done a lot of work on that. Self-image, the image you have of you, how you see yourself. Start there. Get this feeling right for yourself and enjoy that. You are amazing. Have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you soon.